Hey there everyone, and welcome to the first official session of D&D with the Wee Cats. I'm your Dungeon Master, Kevin, and before we begin, I'm just going to give you guys a brief summary of the main story. If you haven't already, I would highly encourage you to listen to Session Zero. Uh, that is the full recap of everything that has happened up until this point. Uh, also, sorry about the noise in the background. Uh, for one, during the recording, my computer fan is a little loud, and I haven't quite figured out how to stop my mic from picking that up and during this little intro uh currently my son's listening to bluey so it's a little loud so our story takes place in 2285 which is 200 years after a nuclear war destroyed planet earth uh it's referred to as the fall where humanity managed to pull through by the skin of their teeth and only a few small cities remain uh, these cities have recruited the help of caravans to haul goods from one city to another to try to keep everybody alive, and our party is one of those caravans, known as the Renegades. But somewhere in the vast wasteland, a rift has opened up in the world, uh, connecting ours to another. And with it comes deadly creatures hellbent on destroying the world. In our world, we know them as cryptids. Our party has been put on the fast track to saving the world by closing the portal using any means necessary. So far, they've only killed one monster, which was a giant sandworm. They stopped a time loop in the town of Applewood, and are now hot on the trail of the Tata Clea, which is a creature that is half woman, half owl, who eats small children. Uh, during their travels, the party met a moth person named Astrid, who runs a small shop that moves around. They adopted a child named Millie. They killed the mayor of the town of Broadhollow, as well as kidnapping his son Oliver. And they took a time warper, the one that caused the time loop, uh, whose name is Ambrosia, along with them. And it was around this time that they met Charles, the fourth member of the party who can't remember anything. The party kept Millie and Oliver inside Astrid's shop to keep them safe, and tried to open a portal to take Ambrosia home, but were attacked by a Wendigo on the other side, and had to close it. And now the party is headed to Perel, trying to balance having a stable job and saving the world. So again, I would definitely recommend going to listen to Session Zero, uh, it's a little weird considering that we started playing before we actually started recording, but I think I did a pretty okay job of summarizing everything in a pretty timely fashion. But uh, yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. Yes, Daddy. Sure. As you're riding through the wastes on your way to Peril, Spike is looking around intently. Uh, hey, hey, man, there's sand everywhere. Is, is this normal? Absolutely not. There is never sand here. This it, is a new phenomenon. It's pretty normal as of 200-ish years ago. Man, I really thought this was a bad... I guess a great trip, but now that I'm here, man, I don't, I don't know. This kind of sucks. 
At least I can finally smoke pot without having to worry about the feds. And then Teddy pipes up and he says, Alright, I'm gonna ask, why is there a weirdly dressed man-child riding with us? You stay the fuck away from my pet, or I swear to God, I will shoot your foot off. His head snaps towards you and you say, pet. And then it kind of registers in his mind that it's that it's you that said it, and then he just kind of throws his hands up like, okay, man, whatever. <laughs> and just turns back towards, towards the waist. And uh, just then, you can hear the sound of hooves, and you see a group of free stags coming over the horizon. They form into a line, and as they approach, you see Tashunka riding in the middle. The group comes to a stop as he dismounts, and he starts to walk towards the caravan. We meet again, my friends. I'm so glad you're all okay, and with even more members now, it seems. Charles, we need to have a chat. Who are you? If you do not remember, my name is Tashunka. I am the son of the chief for the Free Stags, or at least our branch of them. Charles, the chief is not pleased with you, but because you are with our friends, I am in a charitable mood. So instead of killing you like I'd want to, you are still a valuable asset. You are the holder of very important information, so when the time comes, you will give us this information. Am I understood? Uh, I'm sorry, but is any of this supposed to sound familiar to me? I believe that you are trying to play coy with me, and I do not appreciate that. So I'm I, not playing coy here. Just know that when the time comes, you will abide by our commands. And he Does anyone know what's going on? Ernest says... I haven't the slightest clue what's going on here. Um, <clears throat> Charles, you got history with these people? I don't know. I don't remember anything. Tashunka says, You could say that we have history, but for now, I bid you all farewell and safe travels. Charles, we will be in touch. Everyone, please be wary of him. If he acts out, please let us know immediately. And then as quick as they rode up, they he saddles back up onto his horse, turns around, and they ride off into the wastes. Okay, what the hell was that about? You tell us. <laughs> what do you think? I've told you, I don't remember anything, so I thought maybe y'all knew something. I, I don't know, it sounds pretty fucking convenient to me. Convenient? I haven't, I haven't the faintest clue. Oh, yeah, this dude wants to kill me for information, but I don't know. Look for fucking convenient. Yeah, real convenient. Gee, if only I could remember this information, then I could give it to him, and he wouldn't kill me. I don't know what kind of information it is. Maybe, maybe you did something fucked up. You don't want to rule it out. Well, you know, um, he did say that he should kill you, but you have useful information, so I'm kind of making the assumption that if you give him the information, he's gonna kill you. Yeah, because then you, you outlive your use. Well, it looks like I'm fucked either way. Uh, Ernest says, so let's, let's put a pin in that for now. We'll, we'll come back to it. And you guys continue your ride on. And after a couple more days, uh, you arrive in Peru. As you approach, you notice that things are different. Instead of everyone tending to the cattle as usual, there are multiple groups of men, all standing in line with guns drawn, firing at wooden statues of men. You also notice a very familiar face barking orders at one group. It's the mayor, Ruby Copeland. And as you ride up, she says, Well, hey, y'all, how you doing? Hello? She says, I don't think I recognize you. Uh, what, what's your name there? 
she points to you, towards you, Charles. Hi, I'm Charles. I'm new to the group. Okay, well, it's nice to meet you. Glad to see that the Renegades, as people are calling them, is growing. I take it you guys are here to drop off some cargo? We got something to drop off. All right, well, um, don't mind uh, this uh, little situation we got going on. Um, Word on the street is that Broad Hollow told Mountain Ridge about the little, you know, sanctions protests that we were cooking up. And uh, they're kind of considering this a breach of our treaty, and we might go to war. Um, so yeah, everyone's training just just in case. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's head over to my office and get you guys paid. And uh, sounds she, good. She brings you into her main office, and uh, as she sits you down and she distributes all your credits, she says, "You guys remember Perry Caldwell, right? The mayor of Jericho." Yes, absolutely. I don't even know what fucking town we're in. The mayor of who, Al? She says, uh, well, there have been, uh, multiple PK groups spotted scouting around there. Um... Penis killers? Speak English, for the love of God, please. Peacekeepers, you idiot. The penis keepers? I don't... No, listen, that's your job. Listen, Peacekeepers. if people want to keep penises, why the fuck is it any of our business? How has she made it this far in life? And she looks around confused, and she's like, who's talking about penises? Well, you apparently fucking God. I was talking about the PK, the the, the peacekeepers. Yes, the peacekeepers. I heard you the first three times. What about them? Like, what? Why the fuck should we care? You need to talk very slowly for him. Well, yeah, there's multiple groups spotted, like scouting around Jericho. I mean, I'm sure you guys remember Marjorie Benson, mayor of Mountain Ridge. She's apparently thinks that she runs the MC because, you know, they hold the medicine trade, but uh, we've been talking with Opulence, and it turns out that some of the Mountain Ridge pharmacists were working with them to teach them how to make some of the medicines. I don't know if they plan to distribute that medicine for cheaper prices, but it seems like everybody has a leg in this war. And as she's talking, she distributes all of you 2,500 credits. And she says, I hope you can understand the slightly smaller pay our you know, town's been kind of struggling affording the extra firearms and rations. But I can promise you that I will personally remunerate. Remun- <laughs> Come on, you get it, spit it out. Come on. Sorry, I had a little bit too much to drink this morning. I promise that I will personally remunerate you as soon as this shit's over. You can remunerate me by giving me whatever the fuck you were drinking this morning. It sounds like it was pretty good. <laughs> As she reaches into her desk and she pulls out an almost empty bottle of gin. She says, yeah, I've been a little little bit of a day drinker recently. Not really part of my demo. She says, this is my special sauce, but if y'all want some here, you know, you're more than welcome to head to the saloon. Uh, Wesley just, like, without a word to anyone, just walks off to the saloon. (laughs) All right. I just uh, take the bottle and take a swig. She says, hey, hey, that's my booze, you fucking dick. But uh, she says... Uh, well, I I heard y'all just got back from Applewood. Uh, is everything okay over there? I haven't been able to get in touch with anybody for a little while now. You remember the sandworm? Yeah, I yeah I think I do. Yeah. Well, we were dealing with some other spooky shit adjacent things over there. Is, is everyone okay? They are now. Uh, well, okay. I trust y'all that everything's okay. Um, you promise? We also have a new or a little kid from there. She's so cute. She is a cute little kid. You guys promise we're not going to get attacked by, like, the Mothman or some shit anytime soon? Nah, you don't have to worry about them. 
What's a Mothman? Okay, good. Because, you know, we're still preparing, and actually these preparations are all thanks to you guys. Mr. Ray, you remember that piece of paper that you delivered to Perry? Well, yes, I do. He dug into it, did a little research, and found out that uh, Operation Blackout might be the fact that they're trying to take out the nuclear power plants. That's not good at all. Very much not good, yes. Well, I'm glad I gave, uh, gave you guys that note. I don't even know what they're planning on doing, because, you know, there's three nuclear power plants, right? You know, there's one outside of town, uh, outside of our town, southwest, that powers us, the skids, and Applewood. And then there's the one north of uh, Broad Hollow, that powers Zim and Mountain Ridge, and then the one south of Jericho, that powers Nirvana. I mean, of course, there's the one that Opulence has, but, I mean, that's a little far out of reach for any of us. You know, we've been having people set up guard posts around, and with the opulence workers keeping the power plants up and running, it's just a recipe for disaster if they try anything like that. Yeah, anyway, um, if y'all want to, you know, swing by, give our guys some tips, you're more than welcome, but it's not necessary. If you'll excuse me, Ernest, uh, may I have a word with you about some business matters? Yeah, sure, sure thing. And she kind of escorts the rest of you out of the office while saying... Well, y'all go ahead and explore the town a little bit. I'll get back up with y'all later. I just need to have a little chit-chat with Ernest. And, uh, yeah, it's time to explore the town. Wesley's already at the saloon. What do you guys want to do? Uh, you need to go to Astrid's, right? Yep, I need to go to Astrid's. So I'd like to open up the door to the treasure trove for him, but I would like to stay behind and eavesdrop on this conversation. Okay. Uh, Charles, how about you? I want to go help out with the training and see how they're doing. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead and start off with Ray. Actually, no, we'll go ahead and start off with Wesley. Wesley, you enter the saloon. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you do? What's your, what's your MO? I walk up to the top of the keep and I say, listen here, I've been on the road a long time. I've, I've experienced many things that have altered my perception. I want you to give me the most unholy alcohol that you have in this establishment. I want to be transported into the future after drinking, okay? I think I have something for you. He sounds Russian, so this should, this should be good. He, he walks uh, over to the side of the tavern, and he opens up a box and pulls out a bottle that is just caked in dust. And he goes to pull out the cork. And um, as he pulls it out, it snaps in half. And so he sits there for with a pocket knife for a good, like, two or three minutes, digging the cork out of the bottle. And he walks over and he says, This is a uh, special blend that I've come up with. It is a explosion, if you will. Like, explosion in my tummy, in my head, or out my ass? There's, 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 there's a lot of different kinds of explosions. Yes. Okay. This seems like it'll do the job, then. This is my own special blend of whiskey with a small hint of mirage. Add that little bit of pop. But I will say, it will be quite pricey. How does 150 credits sound? 150 credits? <laughs> you know what would sound a lot better? Uh, is if it was not 150 credits. And Wesley, at this point, cast Mental Dominion on the guy. <laughs> okay. Then, uh, yeah, go ahead and roll plus charm. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try not to laugh so I don't fucking die. I got a 12. Oh my god. 
So that's, is that a 12? I'm, I'm, I'm a god. Listen, it comes back, though. It comes back. I'm going to roll, like, six ones in a row at one point when I, like, <laughs> really need to not. The good rolls happen when I'm doing dumb shit. All right. So, uh, yeah, you hold plus three on him. And so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're trying to get the drink for free? Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what this is trying to even though he's like has this very big accent he's a very like small sheepish looking guy and he looks at you and as you smile at him he notices a glint in your eye and your hand resting on your on on your sidearm and he just slides the glass your way and says don't worry about it it's it's it's, it's fine i promise you can you can here, here take 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 the whole bottle that's that's so kind of you my God, the world needs more people like you, truly. I think I uh, have someone else calling me over um, in the back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I heard that, too. You should, you should go check that out. And then he sprints just straight into the back room, and you can hear the door. He just locks the door. I begin to chug straight <laughs> from the bottle. All right. With that, we'll, uh, we'll hop over to Ray. Ray, as you open up the door to the treasure trove, or as uh, Faye opens up the door for you and you walk in, you see, you know, Millie and Oliver sitting there playing um, their little handheld video games. And Astrid is sitting at her desk looking through some papers. And she sees you walk in and she goes, Ray, um, what what a surprise. Uh, come, come, please step into my office. Alrighty. Uh, what, what, what can I help you with today? Yeah, I was... Curious if you found anything out about the monster compass. I may have a, a slight lead on that, but there is one issue. Yes. And she takes a second to kind of get her composure and get that kind of facade back on, and she goes, Okay, so here's the thing. I adore these children. They are extremely well-behaved and very sweet, but I can no longer keep them. I've been experiencing some issues. Firstly, as you know, I am the Mothman. Uh, and with that comes the ability to see multiple outcomes of any situation, blah blah blah. But while I used to see, like, dozens of concurrent futures, um, now I can only see about three to four, and the rest are quite fuzzy. I'm also unable to accurately move my shop around it's a miracle that the key still worked as intended. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly why, but I believe the children are causing some problems with their prolonged exposure in the magical realm that is the treasure trove. Well, that's kind of an issue for us because we don't, we can't transport children. We're always fighting things and we're always in danger. It's, it would be very hard for us to take the children. I understand that times are tough and these children will be in a very tough position but you see i'm afraid that if they stay much longer cataclysmic events could occur could you at least keep them until the end of the day so we can figure out what to do with them give me a nice manipulate someone roll yes that is a two starting Plus off three <laughs> starting off with a banger <laughs> First roll a 12, second roll a 2, plus 3, so 5. She says, I'm I'm sorry, I can't, I just, I can't do it. In the meantime, I will work on an even better upgrade for your compass. I, I guess that'll work. I also need one more thing. 
and I show her the glass eye. Can you do any research? Can you do some research on this? I got it from a magic bird and no clue what it's for. <laughs> and she takes the glass eye and she goes, hmm, uh, yeah, that's something I can do. I can I can look into this, see if I can find anything. All right. I am very sorry. I know you guys have a lot on your plate, but I am terribly afraid that things will continue to spiral downhill. She goes, uh, one, one, one more thing. Yes? I would ask that for the time being, considering that you're the least magically inclined, I would ask that you would be the only one to come inside the treasure trove at the uh, current moment until everything's everything's back to normal. All right. I'll let everyone else know. And um, she walks towards the office and opens up the door. And she says, uh, kids, you are going to be um, going with Mr. Ray. Millie looks ecstatic to be going with you. She starts jumping up and down, screaming, yay, yay. Oliver, on the other hand, he's put down his like video games and he's picked up a book. And he is just begrudgingly standing up. Um, I go over Oliver, Oliver and tell him, What's wrong, kiddo? I mean, you've... I don't know where my dad is. I got picked up by you people, and... I've been here stuck in this weird store for the last... Two weeks? I just... I don't know what's going on. I just want to go home and see my dad. I'm, I'm sorry this is all happening to you. But, hey, I can try and be your dad? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what she should do. <laughs> I had a son. He he reminds me a lot of you. And he died, but we don't, we don't talk about him. Yeah, and he died. <laughs> as you um as you say say that, he goes how nice of you. Is this the door to just go out this way? And then he walks towards the door and closes yeah. the Yeah. And um, Millie, or uh, Astrid walks over to Millie and she kneels down and she says, Millie, sweetheart, listen. Um, please watch out for Oliver. He's going through a really rough time right now and honestly I think you're the only actual connection that he has right now, so. Just keep an eye on him. And she, uh, Millie goes, "Okay, Miss Astrid, I'll, 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 I'll be, I'll, I'll look after him. I'll, I'll be good." And she's like, actively like shaking. And she goes, "Can, can, can we go?" Right. What happened due to these children? <laughs> she goes, "Can, can let's, we go, Mister Ray?" Let's go to the caravan. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> and she sprints out the door so fast that she flings open the door and it smacks her in the shoulder. Uh, as you're making your way through the door, Astrid goes, Ray, take care of yourself. I'll try. I'll try. And that's going to bring us over to uh, Faye. Um, you're going to try to eavesdrop on Ernest's conversation. Yes? Yes, I would like to do so magically. Okay. Um, roll to use magic. Uh, 7 plus 1, so that's an 8. Okay, so uh, with that, that would, you know, technically be a move where, you know, I'd, you'd have a side effect and all that, but I'll just say you don't, you're not able to pick up the conversation that well. Sound good? That's fine. 
Yeah, okay. So, you're sitting there trying to listen to them, but your your magic basically feels staticky. Their voices are cutting in and cutting out. And you can make out a few keywords. You hear the keywords war, cattle, fey, and opulence. Good to know they're talking about me. Great. Uh, anything else you want to do? I'd like to head back to the caravan. Yeah, okay. Well, then we're going to hop over to Charles. Charles, you approach this group of... Uh, men sitting there. They're sitting there shooting, having a good time. I say that with uh, as much sarcasm as I can possibly muster. They're all hot, sweaty. They've been firing guns. Their hands are black as ash. As you approach, one of the guys is barking orders at the rest goes, I don't recognize you. Um, can I help you? Yeah. The the big boss sent me over to see if I could lend a hand. Uh, you mean Ruby? Yeah, huh. Okay, uh... It's the big boss. What kind of hand you gonna lend? <laughs> His ain't the, I hope it ain't the left one. <laughs> and he points to oh, that's my best one. <laughs> no, I'm here to see how you guys are doing on your medical treatment. I can hand out, help with that, and teach y'all a few tricks. Yeah, we're kind of learning as we go. I got, uh, this old book here. It tells me, you know, basic, like, first aid, things like that. But we don't really know much else. Yeah. Can I see the book? I want to see when it's from. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. And he hands you this paperback book that's like has like half the pages ripped out of it. All Can the I find are... like a publishing date on it? Uh, sure. I'm not gonna make you roll for that because okay, you should. Um, it's so the publishing date was 2057. I just kind of sit there for a minute and I look at him and I go. Okay, this isn't going to be much help. Where are your medics and I will train them? Uh, yeah, they're they're right over here. Hey, hey, um... Oh, fuck. I was expecting to have a name ready. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, hey, Lonnie. Yeah? Hey, get over here. Okay. This younger man trots over. He goes, hey, I'm Lonnie. How can I help you? How long have you been a medic? Two days. Jesus fucking Christ. All right, show me the intent. I'm going to teach you how to actually do it. Okay. <laughs> and he turns around, and he trots back over, and he goes, uh, this, is, this is what we got here. Uh, I got, like, some cloth and some more cloth, and I, I think that's a stick. It's a pretty big piece of wood. Man, you guys look fucked if y'all get attacked. You don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. You can't bandage wounds for shit. And you don't have any confidence. Somehow. He goes, hey, I, I know how to crochet. That's kind of, that helps, right? No. Oh, oh, okay. Can, can I start showing him some, some basic stuff that won't hurt his brain too much? Uh, sure, yeah. We're, uh, give me a, uh, I don't think it would be an act under pressure roll. Because this is kind of stuff that you already know. Uh, we're going to do just a straight, like, first aid roll. Because technically you're showing them first aid. Oh, that's not... Uh, that's not. Yeah. Oh. I got a two. So here's, here's what I'm going to say. Is you start teaching him this first aid. And you're doing a very good job thoroughly explaining it. And he just doesn't catch on to any of it. It's like he can. You teach him how to bandage a wound, and he kind of he kind of gets the hang of that. But anything past that, he's just 
I don't know if I can do that, man. Can I, like, slap him on the back and say, listen, if you want to do this, you, you have to be more confident. <laughs> okay, yeah. He says, okay, I'll, well, I'll work on it. God. Hey, I fucked. So, yeah, with that, we're going to cut to nighttime. Uh, everyone's back at the cavern, or the the, the uh, caravan cavern, I believe. Uh, Wesley, how are you doing? You, um, how's the alcohol treating you? It's Okay, understood. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley just, like, shoots his gun off into the air. Can I just be, like, sitting next to him drinking a beer and just look at him, like, with the dirtiest fucking look? So uh, you are. You, you shoot Wesley a dirty look. Yeah, for shooting his gun off in the air in the caravan. Wesley, as, as fucked up of a state as he's in, notices the shade that is currently <laughs> thrown at him, and he shoots Charles in the foot, or he attempts to shoot Charles in the foot. He's as his eyesight is a little, uh, a little dodgy at the moment. <laughs> But <laughs> he goes for it. Uh, so, uh, uh, do you want, are you going to say that he purposely misses, or are you going to try to roll for it? Uh, he he misses, but the intention is very clear. Gotcha. Charles just doesn't react because he knows that Wesley can't hit him right now. <laughs> yeah, Char- uh, Wesley is fucked up on everything. On uh, yeah, Mirage. And like of- he wouldn't take some slush. Yeah, and Can I just, like, slide him up here, too? <laughs> like, here you go. This might help you aim. Uh, Faye, Ray, what are you guys up to? I'm just checking up on Wishbone. Just, just lay, sitting next to him, calling him a good boy, giving him pets and shit, you know? Normal dog and human things. What is, uh... Or, or what is Wishbone saying to you? Is oh, it- yes, oh, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yeah, they're right there. Uh... <laughs> It sounds kind of gay. <laughs> is, is Wishbone having an orgasm? You playing Red Rocket? Roll for good. orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you love your dog and everything, but Jesus Christ, right? Yeah, dude. Put the peanut There's butter away. I'm just giving him pants and scritches. <laughs> You're giving him more than that. It sounds like a whole no, event it's happening. It's dependent on where you're giving yeah, those yeah, yeah. How, how low are your hands? <laughs> hands are fucked up. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, man. You're the one. Uh, you're saying some pretty questionable things. All right. Yeah, it's uh, something that's what it means. Uh, kind of sus. I'm not the one with the gutter mind. <laughs> so, Faye, what are, what are you up to? I would like to introduce the children to each other because I know that the time child, I can't remember her fucking name, hasn't met Millie or Oliver. Ambrosia. Ambrosia, what's the child? Okay, um, okay so yeah. Uh, I'm not going to try to voice act three kids at the same time. <laughs> but they have a, a very wholesome interaction. Oliver is a little hesitant at first to meet somebody new, but in the end, they all kind of warm up to each other. Can I magically make him a book? I don't know, can um, <laughs> Sure. You, if you want to magically make Oliver a book, go for it. Con- conjure up a yes, book. Yes, I would like to uh, press a digit hate him. <laughs> up his 
I don't think that would be prestidigitation. <laughs> be more like a, just a, a create spell. Because prestidigitation is, I believe, lights and smells. Light sounds and smells. Six plus one? I believe. Is it a one or a two? That's a one, so that's a seven? Okay. Uh, because this is an actual magic roll. Um, you get to uh, choose your effect and a glitch. And so I believe the effect is do one thing that's beyond human limitations, a.k.a. summoning a book. And I'll let you pick an effect, or a glitch. Uh, it's weakened, it's a short duration, you take one harm, ignore armor. Magic draws immediate unwelcome attention, or it has a problematic side effect. How about immediate unwanted attention? Okay. Yeah, that works. As you're doing this book, uh, like doing up this book, you see Ernest and Ruby walking over towards the caravan. And Ruby stops in her tracks as a book just appears in thin air. She goes, um... What the fuck was that? Magic. I'm gonna I'm gonna say magic, and then I'm gonna do like the sparkle hands. <laughs> they pronounce jazz hands. She says, "I need a drink." And turns. Can I throw her a beer? Can I can I can I try to can I try to make a drink for her? No 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 no. Without Wesley can't properly speak. He just kind of like he still has a bit left in his bottle from earlier. I just kind of like. <laughs> Shoves it at her. <laughs> this bitch needs a drink. Drink. She goes. What the hell is this? Can I recommend <laughs> against it? You want to be like that? She says. Um. As tempting as this is, I'm gonna let you finish that off yourself. <laughs> and she. Goes, uh, Ernest, um, bye. And she just starts speed walking away. <laughs> we have that effect on people. No, yeah, don't blame her. We do have that effect on people. Can I just uh, wave to her as she walks off? So, Wesley, you're going to. I'm, I'm going to roll addiction for you. That's a seven. You are now addicted to Mirage and Flashbang, yes. That was from a while ago. And so now with um, Ruby taking off back to her uh, back back to her office and uh, the caravan settling down for the night. I want everyone to read a bad situation for me. So an eight, a nine. And Ray, you got a four plus your sharp. That's a five. And Wesley. Uh, PDF's opening. Hold on. Uh, okay. Uh, Rebat situation sharp. And also, you are technically still on Mirage, so that's going to be a minus three. <laughs> but I have a plus one, so it's. Minus two. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so it's a, it's a minus two. Cancel that a little. It's all right. I got the magic. I got the magic in my fingers right now, boys. I can't fail. Rolls a one. Uh, okay. Um, what was the minus again? Two. Okay. So, um, doing some quick math. Two minus two is zero, correct? <laughs> yes. That is zero, yes. That, all right. Um, Wesley's passed out drunk. <laughs> I'm fucking gonzo. So good, so good. Fucking gonzo. <laughs> so, Faye and Charles. Hey, hey. Uh, Charles, it took you a little bit longer to go to sleep tonight. And, Faye, you felt something was off. You had the kids kind of like in the bed with you and you wake up a little bit later and realize that they're all gone i'd like to go look for the children (laughs) okay and as you go to uh look for the children charles hears the commotion and comes out to find you what's going on i'm trying to sleep everything all right the kids are gone i don't know where they went i'm going to look for them all right i'll help out as you uh, start to walk to try to find them, you open up the door of the caravan cabin and you hear a voice uh, of a child say, Yes, that's right. Come play with me. I'm so lonely out here all by myself. Come on. Let's play. Oh, no. Fuck that. I'm going to use magical sight. Can I pull out my gun? You're going to use your magical sight? Yes, I like to use my magical sight to see what the fuck that is. Again, I pull out my I pull out my gun. Okay. Faye, you see a field of magical energy coming from down the street into the little, the small little wooded area on the outskirts of town. Okay, I'm going to pull out my sword and start walking that way. Okay. Like power walking like an angry parent. And as you start walking, you see Ambrosia, Millie, and Oliver walking side by side towards the woods. Uh, we should probably stop them. I would like to magically bar them in place. All three of them at once? They're all walking right next to each other. I don't see why not. Okay. Well, um, I feel like that would make uh, that would be a big magic roll. Sounds like some big magic. That's not, that usually goes well. <laughs> it usually goes great. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to say this is going to be a mid- big magic roll, but it will have a specific side effect or danger. Okay, so I just need to roll a d12? Mm-hmm. Tis a 12! That is a 12 plus 1, okay. 13. So yeah, you bar these kids in place. And as you do, you see a pair of glowing eyes appear in the trees. And the eyes jump down into the street. And standing before you is the Tata Clea. I point my gun at it. Swing at it. It's, I'm it's gonna a, swing my sword at it. Okay, well the kids, you're about, you're I'd say a good fifty feet away, and the kids are kind of right in the middle between you and it. It's a sacrifice that must be made. Yeah. Um, How about no? The, okay, I'd like to run up to just in front of the kids, and I know that's going to take an action. Um, no, I'm going to say that you're able to just kind of run up and because it's kind of standing there gauging you and 
As you get closer, you can see a grotesque, warped version of an owl head. And it has the legs of a human with giant clawed feet and razor-sharp talons. And unproportionately long, human-like arms with massive wings sprouting from its back. It looks like an owl and a woman mashed together in some horrible science experiment. And I shoot at it. Good. Alright. <laughs> what are you going to shoot at it with? I want to shoot at it with my, my side iron. Okay. Uh, give me a... Kick some ass. Yeah, give me a kick some ass roll. Uh, oh, I got a 12 plus... Uh, fuck was my shit. Uh, you're plus tough. That's a, that's a plus one. So it's a 13. 13. Okay, so that's... I just, uh, I just unload into this fucker. Okay. So yeah, you shoot... Fucker? Yeah, you, straight, you shoot straight into that fucker. Charles, uh, pick one extra effect. You gain the advantage. You take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm, which is plus one harm. Uh, you suffer less harm, which is minus one harm. Or you force them where you want them. Uh, I want to add do more harm. Okay. So yeah, you shoot this fucker even harder. Bang, bang, <laughs> bang, bang, bang. And as you do, it lets out a horrific screech. Faye, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna roll to kick some ass. I'm gonna whip my fucking sword at it. Okay. That's three plus one. That is not good. <laughs> yeah, that's a four. Faye, with that, roll on the wild magic surge table for me. Oh fuck you. 62. Okay. So yeah, you go to swing your sword at the Tatakleya, but it shoots into the air before you can even get the sword over your head. And as it does, it kicks its leg out and it hits you right up under the chin. It sends you uh, back onto your ass on the ground and you're going to take one harm. Lovely. What happened to the wild magic? That's a good question. You better tell me. So yeah, the Tata Clayot jumps into the air. Uh, Ray and Wesley, go ahead and roll. Or no, actually, I'm not going to make you roll. I'm going to say the gunshot is enough to wake you up. So Wesley, you're, I'm assuming, still sloshed out of your mind. I'm, I'm a little bit better. Uh, Ray, what you, what are you going to do? Uh, whistle for Wishbone and go outside to see what's going on. Because it doesn't right. sound fucking good. <laughs> hey, we have it handled. Yeah, you say that. You say that. You say that. I've already unloaded into the fucker. Ray, Ray, listen. If there's gunshots, it means they're handling it. See? <laughs> or they could be getting shot at. No, Ray, it means I'm handling know, it. I, I think that's just a gamble we're going to have to take. No, I'm just going to go out, rush out with Wishbone, and fucking see what's going on. Damn it. Alright, Wesley begrudgingly follows because he doesn't want to be the only one behind. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, you guys, the caravan are also rousing, but um, they're not exactly quick to jump to um, to what's going on because of the fact... Uh, us. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ernest kind of figured it was some more shenaniganery. You probably think it's just me and Wesley fighting. So, yeah, um, Ray, Wesley, you guys get outside, and you don't see anything except for Faye on the ground with the children standing there, and Charles with his gun pointed outwards. 
Oh, about time y'all got here. Would have been helpful if you woke us up. Well, I'm sorry I didn't expect to see whatever that was. When we came outside, it was originally to find uh, the sorry. children. Sorry, sorry. Um, Faye, I'm going to have to ask you to sing for me. Sing that. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> big magic comes with a big price. I don't even know how I'd sing it. Hold on. <laughs> we saw a fucking beast. <laughs> so yeah, you try to speak, but as you do, the only thing that comes out is song. I hate this one. I hear a lack of singing. Shut up. <laughs> Come on. That's the thing. We were just looking for the kids. <laughs> Beautiful. Hold on. Okay, and then what happens? I unloaded into the fucker. Into what? The kids? <laughs> uh, no, the kids have been unloaded. And, like what? what Do you not see the big thing there with gunshot wounds? No. Oh shit! Where'd it go? And as you say that, um, the Tataklea is going to careen down straight towards you, Charles. <laughs> can I try to dodge it? Yeah, uh, go ahead and act under pressure. Actually, can I use the power of the heart? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, that's if if you help someone. So that's a help someone roll, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be helping him out. Okay. okay. Oh, that's why I've never heard it. You don't fucking know. I got a one! Oh, okay. I don't even know if that help out is going to work. One plus... Uh, Plus cool, which is yeah, that's just a flat one. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that doesn't do anything. You, you're fucked. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I would expect that thing to be mad at me. So yeah, it's going to careen downward, and as Wesley's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" It's gonna come down and just slash you across the back with those fucking massive claws. And I just fall down and yell, THAT THING! <laughs> and it's gonna hit you for two harm. Damn. Alright, Ray, Wesley, who wants to go next? Well, a big bird, or thing, of, yeah, it's a bird. bird. There's only one logical thing to do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Eat it? It's dive-bombing us, you know, it's, it's flying around real fast. It'd be, it'd be real hard to get a shot on it. So I pull out my flamethrower. Because there is there could not be a better time for a flamethrower than right now. Okay. I have it ready, pointed straight up, so that if it attempts to dive bomb me, we will be eating chicken pie. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, then go ahead and roll to act under pressure. I'm sorry, you rolled to kick some ass. Is it? It's nighttime, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is nighttime. All right. Well, I'm using my eye then. Okay. So yeah, that's gonna be a plus three. Hell yeah! Time to roll one. Oh, that's an eleven. Fourteen. Okay. Three is fourteen. Yeah, that's a fourteen. Uh, pick your extra effect. 
You want to gain the advantage, take plus one forward, or give plus one forward to another hunter, inflict terrible harm, suffer less harm, or force them where you want them. Uh, I'm going to force them where I want them, which is on the ground burning. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, this uh, owl woman comes careening down towards you, Wesley, but you're ready, even in your drunken state. You point your um, flamethrower straight up at the sky and just light this fucker up. And it careens down to the ground. It's not exactly on fire, but it's smoldering. It's uh, angry! So yeah, that leads us to Ray. What what you got? What you want to do? I'm going to try and get in between it and the children, obviously, and uh, I'm going to... Uh, Shoot it really, really hard with my uh, hand cannon. Okay. Uh, roll to kick some ass with your plus three. Actually, plus four. Because your hand cannon is plus one to kick some ass. Plus plus five if I want to use my leg. <laughs> Which I don't think I need to. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got plus <laughs> okay. It's, I, I don't need to use it. <laughs> Yeah, that is and, a 16. And I have advanced kick some ass, so... I want to completely hold the advantage and all hunters involved get one plus forward. <laughs> okay. Do you uh, do you have advanced for kick some ass? Oh yeah, you do. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah. Okay. So everybody has plus one forward ongoing for the fight. Woo! Alright, uh, Faye, we're going to bring it back to you. I'm going to say a minute has passed, so your voice returns to normal. Thank you. <laughs> Even though a round of combat in D&D is supposed to be ten seconds, you know. I'm going to be a generous DM for the first one. <laughs> Let me look at my items real quick. Okay. I throw the nice box at it. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Can I throw the nice box at it? I mean, if you want to? What a waste yeah, of a nice box. Okay, roll the... <laughs> kick some ass? Theoretically, yes. <laughs> throw throw this box at it, I guess. Nice. I rolled a 10. That's, a t that's an 11. Plus, you're a plus one ongoing. That's a 12. Okay, you throw the box at it. It's gonna bonk off of its forehead and uh, it doesn't really do much, but I mean, it, I'm sure it hurt a little bit. It's a plus ten too, so they get the. I mean, I get yeah. <laughs> what do? <laughs> hey, rules are rules. Okay. He's got a point. He's got the a rules point. Are rules. What's your what's your what's your extra effect? Um, take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another hunter, inflict terrible harm, suffer less harm, or force them where you want them. I would like to force them where I want them. <laughs> and where is that? Preferably prone on the ground. They're already on the ground. <laughs> Are they? Yeah, Wesley fucking flamethrowered the bitch. We ain't eating chicken for dinner. Yeah, I would like it to stun it for just a bit longer so it stays on the ground longer. Okay. Um, I that works. Charles, what are you gonna do? Um. How I how much time did I take during the last one? You took two. Okay. Can I? I just wanna like. 
I'm fucking mad. I want to unload into it again. Okay, roll to kick some ass. Yeah. You're going to be using your assault rifle or your magnum? I want to use my assault rifle this time, but it pissed me off. Okay. So, nine plus tough. Nine plus tough, so that's so a ten. ten. Okay, uh, pick your extra effect. Uh, uh, I, I want to do more harm. Pick terrible harm, okay. So you unload with your assault rifle onto this fucking bird woman thing, and it's just... You can tell just from looking at it, even though it's stunned, it is pissed. Yeah, uh, Wesley, we're going to bring it around to you. Give me, like a, give me like a rough size estimate of this thing. It's about 10 feet, 10 to 12 feet tall, I'd say. Okay. So, like, big enough to ride. Yeah? Yeah, I'd say that. <laughs> you know, hear me out. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. It's on the ground. It's stunned. What if Wesley runs at it full force, jumps on its back, wraps his arms around its neck, and just, like, balloons, or, like, pocket sands uh, a full gram of flashbang into its face? <laughs> Um, do you have any flashbang left? I've got three right You do? Oh, God, you have three left. Okay. Uh, huh. I'll say this. We'll, we'll make it an act under pressure roll for getting on its back. And then another for the flashbang in the face. Okay, that's that's fair. Okay, do we still have plus one forward on everything? Yes. So it's going to be a plus three. Uh, okay, if I can, I use my eye. Um, I mean, yeah, if you want yeah, to. Like, you, know, you gotta judge the trajectory of the jump. Uh, I still got two uses left on it. So you're gonna use your eye for both uses or for both rolls? Yeah, it's like an aiming trajectory thing. It makes sense. So it's plus four for two rolls. Alright, first roll's a 10, plus 4 is 14. Jesus Christ. So we're on the back. Second roll is an 8, plus 4 is 12. Okay. So yeah, you... <laughs> you um, jump onto this thing's back, and you just force a gram of flashbang into its nose, arms wrapped around it, and it takes off into the air. I hold off for dear life. <laughs> and it starts, like, spinning in the air, trying to get you off. And eventually, as it flies down low, it starts flying towards one of the trees parallel as you're heading straight for a tree. I try to steer it into the tree so it face plants into it. Go ahead and uh, give me another roll to act under pressure. Alright, this will be only a plus three because it's I used all three uses for my eye. Mm-hmm. Alright, just come on. One more. One more. <laughs> Eleven plus three is fourteen. <laughs> Shit. 
Jesus Christ. Okay. This poor thing is getting fucked up. I'm literally gonna single handedly take this thing down. You careen it just perfectly into the tree, and you end up flying off of its back, but doing this like a really cool flip and landing on your feet. Totally. I give him a round of applause. (laughs) And the Tata Clea stands up, battered and bruised, and it says, Fuck you guys! And it flies off. (laughs) Can I I try and throw my uh, rope of binding at it before it flies off? (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did it roll? Did it roll for addiction? Yeah. (laughs) It did not. Let me roll for addiction real quick. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. (laughs) You gotta see. It's on drugs now. It is not addicted. Damn. Oh. I'll try again next time. Um, I'm gonna say you can, but I'm gonna take away that plus one ongoing because we're no longer in a fight. It's trying to flee. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's completely fine. That's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> is it? Is it fine? Is it? It's fine. It's fine. Because right. watch. Five. Let's say oh. six, seven, eight. eight. I that's success. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So yeah, they fall. Uh, you catch them, and they fall to the ground. Can I go tackle it to make sure it doesn't get away? Okay. It is it's just on the ground. So what did you want to do? I said, can I, like, tackle it just to be safe? Tackle <laughs> well, I, I had an idea of what I wanted to do, and I think tackling him wouldn't be safe for that. Oh, what do you want to do? I could just fry it up, too. That's also an option. Yeah, it would be nice. What do you want to do? I want to use my something borrowed move. <laughs> okay. And burn I'd like everything. to use burn everything from the hex playbook. When you use magic to inflict harm, you can choose to inflict three harm area magic obvious or three harm ignore armor magic obvious. Okay, so you want to do a three harm burning attack on it? Yeah, I want to do the three harm ignore armor magic obvious. Okay, then uh, go ahead and give me a uh, use magic roll. It's an 11, plus weird is 12. <laughs> this is amazing. We're kicking this thing's ass. We're gonna this fucking bird. A few stray wolves? <laughs> Unbeatable. A giant owl bird buncher? Dude, we destroyed that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's crispy. Oh yeah, you unleash a wave of fire. Among or onto this fucking uh, this this bird woman, and they let That's out. That's why you don't kidnap our children. Now, does anyone know what the hell this thing is? It lets out a horrible shriek, and it is turning even more black than it already was. And uh, it turns <laughs> to you guys, and it goes, "I'm just trying to eat." <laughs> So are we, and I burn it with a flamethrower. Do you know how hard it is to get thrown into a world that you don't know anything about trying to find food? You shouldn't have tried to kidnap our children. You forgot one crucial detail. We don't care. Actually, Faye. Oh, no. You, all of a sudden, get taken back to opulence. Oh, fuck me. Were you... Surrounded by your group of associates, 
running around from store to store, breaking in just to survive. And so you understand exactly how it feels to be in an unfamiliar world, not being able to eat for extended periods of time. I'm sorry, I didn't try to eat kids. Yeah, there's a difference. Like, if you, to, if you tried to eat me or like Wesley or one of the adults, Still, it'd be okay. And but murder are kind of on different levels. Let's the children honest. are off limits. So you feel some sympathy towards this monster. And yes, I'm throwing fate at you here. Fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, who, who's next? Who wants to who wants to do something? Uh, I go I, I, I keep, keep fried extra crispy. Can I kick him first? You want to kick kick it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, Fuck you, my back up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you give it a nice hearty kick, and with that with that kick, it lets out a release of magical energy that sends everyone flying back, except for the kids <laughs> who are still barred in place. You should have just let me burn it. <laughs> You should have just let me burn it. And it breaks out of the rope of binding and flies off into the night sky. Nah, fuck. You should have just let me catch it on fire. I should have. Fuck with us anymore. I should have let you. Can I set him on fire instead? Because he he ruins everything. <laughs> Can I point my gun at him? <laughs> so is Wesley somewhat sobered up at this point? Yeah, yeah. After the after the whole flying thing, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty surreal, yeah. <laughs> you guys have survived and beaten the hell out of the Tata Clan. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think it's going to come back for us after that. It would be smart not to. <laughs> you guys are sitting there discussing, and uh, Ernest walks out of the door, and he goes, So you guys are fighting monsters again? Always. Jesus Christ. You know me. You know, the bunch of a fight and more of a, a kick down. He goes, well, at least get the kids back inside. And um, I believe Faye and Charles, no, I believe uh, almost everyone is in front of the kids. And you see that their eyes were completely closed during this entire encounter. Faye, I'm assuming you release the barring on them. Yeah. And as you do, they just kind of limply crumple to the ground. And they're still dead asleep. Is this normal? I'm gonna start carrying kids back to the room. And uh, with that, you guys finally tuck in for the night. Charles. Hi. You wake up to someone shaking you. Oh, what do you want? A good friend telling you that the time is here. You walk up to join a circle of free stags standing around a strange symbol on the ground. Chanting, dancing, and circling. And then it begins to glow. And then it gets stronger and stronger until the beam of purple light shoots up towards the sky. And as it reaches the clouds, a bolt of purple lightning shoots back down, striking the center of the symbol and sending everyone flying back. And as you regain your senses, you see a large purple rift and a woman bathed in a pure white light step out, floating off the ground. And then as the woman starts laughing, a giant sandworm slithers out of the rift and into the ground. And then you wake up, and you don't remember any of it. God damn! Is it time for my Destiny's plaything? Uh, yes, it is time for Destiny's plaything. Was not expecting that fight to go as poorly for myself as it did. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got fucked up. 
It's a six. It's a six plus weird, correct? Yep. Okay, so six plus one, that's a seven. Okay. Faye. Yes. A voice comes to you in the middle of the night and says, I was not prepared for this. (laughs) You also have a dream tonight, but you are instead sitting in the middle of the wastes, and you can see something above your head. You can't tell what, but you can see that it's vaguely human-like, and it's slowly getting closer and closer to you, descending from the clouds. At least it appears that way. Okay, then. And then you wake up. And, um, everyone... That was me. (laughs) Um, everyone wakes up uh, bright and early, ready for another shipment. But Charles, you had a horrible sleep. And you don't know why. What Um, was that? You remember having the dream, but you can't remember anything about it. And I'm gonna ask, how does that make you feel? Charles is confused. It seems to be a pretty um, outstanding emotion for Charles. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 and, um, Faye, you wake up and get ready to hit the trail. As uh, Ernest walks in after his morning sit on the porch, uh, smoke and drink some coffee, he uh, looks at you and he goes, uh, <clears throat> Hey, Faye, uh, Tilly... Can I can I get a word with you two? Sure, Ernest. And Tilly goes, uh, yeah, sure. Let's take a walk. And as you're walking down the street, it's completely silent, except for the vague happenings of the town. Uh, but as you get out of earshot of the cabin, Ernest pipes up and he says, "Listen, I just wanted to let you know beforehand. Our next potential stop is opulence. Now I know you both told me a bit about your story and things that have happened." So I wanted to discuss it with you beforehand. Uh, we don't have to go if you're not willing. I can say no and they'll send somebody else. This is a large herd of cattle for a large shipment of weapons. So we'll be heading there. We'll stay for a good couple of days to rest and resupply. And then we'll get back on our normal schedule. Now we'll say um, this is one of the hardest runs we'll have to do. I don't want it to add to any taxing emotional baggage, but it will be one hell of a payout. I'm I'm right happy to, Ernest. And Tilly looks kind of downwards at her feet, and she goes, Well, I haven't really been back since the accident, but if it's for the better of the group, I can can try. And Ernest says, All right, well... At any point, you, y'all don't want to hang around. Just let me know. We'll figure something out, okay? That sounds good. Then, all right, let's 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 head back. And uh, you make your way back to the cabin as everyone starts making their way out the door. Ernest gathers everyone around. He says, <clears throat> all right, listen, everyone. I know things are weird right now, but we may have found a big break. Obulence and Peril are under a trade deal. And Miss Copeland wants us to deliver it completely under the radar. We will deliver a large herd of cattle to Opulence and then return back here with a large shipment of weapons. And Opulence is going to pay big credits for this cattle. It's going to be a long ride, probably about 10 days, and then another seven back. But in the meantime, Miss Copeland will have some of her men taking over our usual schedule. We're going to leave all but two wagons here, and everyone else will get horses to ride. One wagon's for food and water. And the other one is uh, Charles's wagon for uh, the kids and 
Spike here. Spike goes, hey, that's, that's me, man. Oh, I gotta take care of that guy? <laughs> you guys just gotta chill for a bit. He goes, got to, you get to. <laughs> yeah, that's good for me. You get to. Oh, boy. He says, all right, anybody got any questions or objections? How big a herd of cattle are we taking? From what I've heard, it's less than 100, but not that much less. Any specifics on the weapons we're getting? Uh, we'll, we'll learn more about that once we get to opulence. Is this normal cattle? Uh, as normal as it can be. You know, three heads, seven legs, you know, the normal cattle. Five tails? Five tails? Six eyes? And a partridge in a pear tree. And Spike says, oh man, how many dicks they got? What's Wait. that? It's cattle, they don't have any. Oh, hey, you're thinking shit, of chicken. <laughs> he said, <laughs> Ernest goes, all right, all right, everyone. Let's head over and let's let's do this shit. And um, you guys head over to the barnyard and see about 75 adult cows sitting in a field by themselves. And uh, you also see Harrison Doyle, who you remember as the ranch hand who took care of your horses after the sandworm fight. And he says... Well, hey, y'all. Glad to see you're feeling better. I loaded up your wagons with some fresh grain and water for the cattle. But <laughs> be careful, though, because if you leave the field, if you leave the feet unattended, they very well might eat it all up before you even make it halfway. They might not look like it, but I tell you, these guys are the masters of stealth. And uh, Ernest walks over, and he wa- he's very, like, a little wobbly, but he saddles up on one of the horses. I'm a hop up on my sled. I'm going to get into the the wagons, right? Doing what I need to. And Ernest says, um, oh man, it's been about ten years since I saddled up a stallion like this. Everyone ready? Yep. Um, Ray, Wesley, I want you guys to roll that act under pressure. Oh. <laughs> so, plus, okay, I got plus two. Oh. 11 plus 2 is 13. 5 plus 0 is 5. Ooh, boy, that's uh, bad. <laughs> I need to get a save it, don't I? Yeah. Uh, is there anything I can do? Well, I'm just going to say, it. Wesley, you somehow, like you've already done this a million times before, saddle up the horse with no problems. Oh yeah, dude, listen, when you have to steal them, you get used to getting on them fast. Ray, however... That was the sound of the horse. one foot in the stirrup and just eats shit. Yeah you, you put, yeah, you put a foot up into the stirrup and you go to pull yourself up as everyone else did. But as you do, the saddle slips and rotates sideways and you just crumple to the ground. He's like underneath the horse. <laughs> And after a few more failed attempts, you finally pull yourself up with the help of Harrison, who very, very carefully helps you up. He goes, Thanks. Hey, you, you got it, man. You got it. <sighs> Thanks. I remember my first time on a horse. <laughs> you all get, finally get up onto your horses, and Harrison opens the gates. Ernest says, Harvey, you take point. Wes, you take the left. Ray, take the right. Faye, you and I will be drag riders. And uh, drag riders follow behind to make sure that the pack Drag riders good. dress like women. <laughs> to, to no, that's a different type of drag, Wesley. He says, uh, 
Charles, you take the kids and um, Spike on your wagon behind us, and Teddy and Tilly, you guys get some rest. I'm going to have you guys on night watch. And Dan, he's going to bring up the rear with the feed in the water wagon. And then uh, he gets everyone gets into position, and he goes, Yeah! And the cattle begin to slowly move out the gate and follow Harvey down the street. Does all right. Uh, Wesley, Ray, your job is to make sure that the herd doesn't get to spread, get too spread apart. Got to keep them in line. Is uh, is Wishbone going to be helping with this? Yeah. Okay. He's gonna be he's gonna be a nice little herding dog. Faye, you and I'll keep them moving as well as bring back any strays. Okay. Right. And as you begin to ride out into the open wastes, he begins to explain, when we get to a spot we want to rest, we're going to have two people on night watch as usual. Now make sure the herd stays together. In case of a stampede, you need to find the head of it and keep them going in a circle. we got plenty of food and water, but we'll be stopping at a watering hole every night to keep them happy and keep them from wandering off. Now I want you all to stay vigilant and don't be afraid to shout at any possible signs of danger. No matter how small, the less cattle we bring in, the less pay we get. Of course, accidents happen, so opulence has given us a graceful 10-cow grace period. We lose any more than that, and they're docking it from our pay. He looks to uh, both Ray and Wesley intently back and forth, and he says, Remember, if you fire a gun, you're going to send the herd into a stampede. So please, for the love of God, keep them in your holsters. But the flamethrower is fine, right? Fucking hell. <laughs> Actually, the flamethrower may not be a bad idea, given the like you, would, you, you know, like, if, if, if you're a cow, imagine for a moment, you're a cow and you're walking. Oh! And on, your right, on your right is another cow, and on your left is a wall of fire. You're probably going to just keep walking forward. <laughs> the logic Am is I sound. Wrong? The logic is sound, sound Wesley. I'm going to assume my suppressed sniper rifle isn't going to be quiet enough. I'd say, uh... Possibly. Depends on, depends on a roll. Because, like, if you get a 10 okay. plus, then... If you get, like, a, a, a 10, then yeah. But if you get a fucking, like, 7 to 9 or a 6 or less, then nah, it's going... Okay. So just no weapons, unless it's melee. Or <laughs> And he's, uh, so yeah, you guys end up for riding, uh, for about three days. And, uh, you're, uh, you guys set up camp at night, having two people on guard. And tonight's the fourth night. And, uh, Wesley and Ray are on guard. Why don't you both roll to, uh, read a bad situation? Oh. Uh, is it a new night? Uh, yes. Or is it, it is. night time? Uh, Nine. yeah, it's, it's night time. So you got a nine plus one? Yeah, plus one. Ten. Okay. Wesley, you get a plus one as well. Bro, what the fuck is happening? Thirteen. Holy shit. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so then, yeah, you guys see a group of coyotes slowly creeping towards the cattle. About 25 feet away from you. That could be a potential issue. You know, Ray, now that I think about it. Okay, oh. hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have an alpha wolf pelt. Okay. What if I wear it and pretend oh, to be a really big wolf oh, to scare no. away the coyotes? 
It's just dumb enough to work. It's a flawless plan. It's very flawless. This is a fucking terrible idea. It's higher than shooting a gun. I would. What are you gonna run up and stab him? Yeah, probably am with wishbone. I mean, it... if you want to try that, I guess that would technically be a manipulate someone rule. So are you gonna pretend to be a coyote to try to get them to leave, or are you gonna be try to pretend to be a wolf? To keep them um, going after. Oh, I'm gonna well, So yeah, I'm gonna pretend to be like a wolf because I'm pretty sure a coyote would be afraid of a wolf. Okay. So then, yeah, I guess that's I'm gonna think, be a manipulate someone. Of, like. Well, okay, hold on. All right. So first off, first off, what could go wrong? A lot. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What could go wrong? A lot. I have a move called What Could Go Wrong. <laughs> oh, no. So, I feel like this is an act under pressure. Like, you're not manipulating someone. I mean, you're manip trying to manipulate the wolves, though. Can you manipulate? It's like, but could I cast Mental Dominion on a wolf, though? Or like a coyote? I would say no. You know what? I'll, I'll give it to you. You can... This this will be well, an act like, of pressure. I, like, fucking come on! Like I'm trying to pretend to be a wolf. Like I feel like that's <laughs> you know a lot of pressure on me right now. <laughs> you know I got to give the performance of a lifetime. As it's much stressful. as I want this to work, I will make it an act under pressure roll. I mean, yeah, I just like I you know I can't manipulate an animal. Like they don't, I don't think it has enough. Brain power. <laughs> it's how good my performance is. So are you gonna? All right. So that gives me. So I get plus two forward on an act under pressure roll. Yep. And then you have act plus under two pressure cool. is plus cool. I have plus two cool, so this is a plus four roll here. Jesus Christ! I am way too generous of a DM. But my logic, <laughs> my logic is on point, though. It's not like I'm stretching it. Like, this is like... You can't manipulate a fucking coyote. Like, you're not smart enough. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. Oh, fuck me. What is that? And it fails. Okay. Well, hold on. Uh, let me... Uh, okay, hear me out. Pierce. Yeah? What's up? I need you to help out. Nope. 2 plus 4 is nope. 6. Nope, 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 nope. Just... We nope. lose everything. <laughs> I need you to like, help me make noises. No, nope. nope. I see this is a stupid idea and I do not help out. <laughs> you realize if this fails, everything goes to shit, right? Like, I mean everything. Won't be my fault. <laughs> I will spend the rest of this campaign trying to make your life hell. Okay. Good luck. Pierce, we're literally the two people on guard. And spend that right. If Rain thinks you're doing something fucking stupid as shit and does not help out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then you adorn this wolf pelt, and you start making your way over 
towards the coyotes. And you start making this really great performance. And you scare the shit out of these coyotes. But you also spook the cattle. Oh, no. Thanks, Ray. And it sends... And the one of the cows begins to scream and run, which causes a stampede. How the Thanks, fuck Ray. would I have helped that? How the fuck would I have helped with that? Are we awake at this point? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I'd say at this point everyone's awake and kind of aware of what's going on. Alright, so who's going to try to help get this stampede under control? I'm going to try to help. Yeah, I'm helping. Yeah. Can I borrow uh, Wesley's hoist so I can help out with the cattle? You what now? I said, can I borrow your hoist so I can help out with if the cattle? If you go anywhere near my horse, I will shoot you in the head. And uh, Harvey says to you, Charles, Oh, you can take my horse. Thank you, since someone doesn't want to help. No, I think it's a stupid idea for you to try to take my horse, so I'm not going to help you do it. All right, I'm going to need everybody to roll the act under pressure for me. Six. Ten plus... So just straight ten. That is a one from Ray. All right, so with those uh, bad rolls, I'm going to say that it takes you guys a really long while to get the stampede under control, but you end up eventually getting them to calm down. It just takes a lot longer. And with that, we're going to cut to daybreak. As you guys settle up for the next day of riding, uh, everything is going to plan, and the herd, while tired, is walking together. Faye, you're riding point, and you begin to see a team of horses riding in from the east. Uh, they ride up in front of the caravan and uh, stop with as at least 25 horses are standing side by side, about 30 feet in front of you. Okay. And uh, as you take a closer look, you can see that they're all wearing similar uniforms. Other than being a little dusty, their uniforms are almost pristine. Beautifully ordained vests covered in gold buttons atop a freshly ironed shirt. A long, flowing gray trench coat covers all but the front of them, as a combination of beret and bandana cover their entire face, other than their eyes. Strown on either side of their saddles is their black trousers and brogan boots, shiny even in the desert. The man in the middle dismounts his horse and he has a different pattern of golden buttons, as well as a larger forage cap. And on the front is the symbol for the Brotherhood of Judgment. Oh no. The man approaches on foot, walking towards Faye, and Spike shouts, Oh shit! The feds! And he ducks into the wagon. And then the man begins to speak. Faye Maddox, as captain of the PK, I hereby state that your rights have been momentarily terminated. Please allow us to escort you to Peacekeeper Headquarters to await deposition. You are wanted for questioning involving the murder of PK General Anthony Glover and Broad Hollow official Floyd Ewing, as well as the disappearance of Oliver Ewing. I was wondering whenever you guys were getting here, I was getting tired of protecting the little kid. Ray and Wesley, you guys are resting in the wagon after your guard shift with the kids and Spike, and as the PK captain says his name, Oliver begins to peek his head up in interest. <laughs> 